MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. Watch it. And maybe we can keep in touch. Like we did in the old like days. Like did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Feels like forever oh, ago. Feels like yesterday. I wish you well. Oh, 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 oh. Sign, Sign your, your pen. Collective soul? I love it. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I'm collect great. Oh, great ref, bro. Great ref. <laughs> Do, can we either one of us think of a collective soul song right now? I I wasn't it like uh, <laughs> Oh wait, was was Collective <laughs> Soul was the album down. called Soul Asylum? No, Soul Asylum was its own band. Was its they own sang band? Run away what a runaway train. Runaway train never, never coming back. back. Run away on a one-way track Seems like I should be getting to somewhere Somehow neither here nor there I can go where no one else can go I know what no one else can know God, don't, isn't it, it, don't you like? Don't you feel like you're singing like super well? I think I was. I think I was too. But then I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go back and listen to this. And be like, I gotta, I gotta no, put dude. a lid on this jar. <laughs> Look, I want to move on, but I have to know if we can think of a Soul Asylum song. Because the Wait, one Soul Asylum or Collective Soul? Collective Soul, where it goes. Why was there so much soul? These bands, like, I feel like blew up at the same time. Is it? If you just had Soul in there, yeah, you were thing. you were given a contract. So, collective. They it's were good. I'm into these bands. Da- it's something like that. And I reach for my heart. Yes. And I reach down. What? And I feel my neck. And I walk high. And I walk to the edge. Yes, yes, yes. See my soul around. God, this is fun. Welcome back to Find That Song. 
Just for everyone out there who's a, a, a penny or a paller, but you're a little bit younger, this is how people had to try to remember things together. <laughs> this was Google. This, so what Daniel and I are doing right now is what at one point was the most intense Google search you could possibly do. And I would say we were better off for it. And I walk alone high, and I walk to the end to see my world around. Now, what if that isn't a collective soul song? But it is, right? I hope it's so obviously a U2 song. I know it's not, but it's I not. want it to be such a like a huge band song that we're like, I can't believe you guys thought that was Soul Asylum. Like, remember Soul Asylum's Collective it's Soul? It's a beautiful day. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no, that, you know, honestly, getting that kind of information wrong. Yeah. Like, if we had played it up to not correct ourselves in any way, that kills people. I know. You know what I mean? And so I walked to the edge and I turned myself around. Oh, somebody's going to hear that. No. What are you doing? I can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it. You playing that music? I found it. You did. Could I you? found it, but we can't, I can't get it going because, uh, of our our remote setup <laughs> i've got my headphones on yeah could you hear it i could hear it and honestly it made my heart grow a little bit i mean if you want i can plug my phone into my system and see if we can all hear it but you this, know what? this is some wizard of oz behind the curtain stuff you know what i'm gonna get it going for us how you gonna do it roar how you doing it Listen to that. That, forward, that song is called The World I Know. That forward acoustic tone. Like, he just lets that lead. Little bass walk. Walk the bass. And this is Collective Soul, right? This is Collective Soul. Oh, man. I'm looking at a picture of these guys. Five dudes with great shades on. And hair, probably. We're going to get sued and it's worth it. As I've been inside, as I've been inside, who cares? Here we go. Here we come. Come on. The vibration, I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh man! Remember that was back in the day where they teased you that they might go into the chorus, and they're like, "Hey guys, we're not there yet." Second verse, we're not there yet. This just you makes me want to go to Spring Lake. And they were Lake, always dude. right. Spring Every Lake. band was right. We haven't earned it yet. I just want to go to Spring Lake, down to the public pool, get a grilled cheese and a frozen whatchamacallit, while they let the adults do their swim. Is that was that your go-to at the pool? Whatchamacallit? Oh, frozen whatchamacallit and a grilled cheese covered in butter. Just get cooked out on. of my town. You, that is great. That actually that made my heart grow also, and that will damage. That will da- ultimately <laughs> damage my heart. <laughs> it's all right. Your heart's bigger. It can take it. <laughs> That's making my heart grow for the wrong reason. Here we go. and I don't know why. Don't know why. Here it comes. And I reach for the and I find myself together. See the world and know. Come on, bring us home, Roar. Helping myself was a word I've tried. Oh, it's 
so good, dude. Yeah, we we organically we organically stumbled on talking about this band and this song, and he hit that chorus, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is what's happened. This is this is this is the world I know. I know, man. Someday oh, we should God. do a power rankings of like '90s alternative. You're gonna have Goo Goo Dolls, Soul Asylum. You're gonna have. I mean, where do you put Stone Temple Pilots and Alice in Chains? Where do you put Candlebox? Where do you put uh, Blind Dave Melon. Matthews Band in yeah. his heyday? Where do you put Third Eye Blind? Where do you put Crash? Where do, where you, do you put, put Third Eye Blind? Matchbox 20. The Where do you put Tool? Don't, you I put, know that's not the tone, but right. don't act like they're not in there. We're where talking do you put undertone. the Verve? We're talking opiate. Where we're do you put the Verve, dude? Anima. We oh were only freshmen. How about that song, Rory? Or what about at that point in your life where there was a band called The Verve Pipe and a band called, called the, the Verve, Verve and, you, and the, no you didn't have a computer to figure out what was going on? Yep. You did not know. Mm-mm. You had Macy Gray and Marcy's Playground, and no one talked about it. And no one, no one had the courage. That That's that's why we're in this right now, Daniel, because people didn't have the courage then to talk about those bands. And do we now? I don't know, because I feel like we're getting away from it real fast. How about this song, though? Roar. Don't act like you don't throw this on and just cry. Is this Lisa Loeb? Let this one just... Let this one, you know, put... put, Let this one put its hands under your armpits, like when you're a kid and someone picks you up. Yeah. Let it pick you up. And and when they pick you up, they go up, up. And you go up, 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 it's getting me down, my love. This got you. This took you to some places, Roy. In the bag, waiting to drown. This time I'm coming down. This is going to be my karaoke song for the next five years. Really? And when I show up, people are like, oh, here's the guy who brings it all down. Like, <laughs> go get a Everyone go get a shot or something. You're, you're the walking in Memphis guy? <laughs> so what do you want to sing uh give me walking in memphis everyone just the, yep. the record skips i go walking in memphis there's a guy up at the cabin so Sharonberg's is the little resort on the lake and there's a guy up there every thursday night to do karaoke and he wears the same outfit every thursday night he's about 26 27 years old and he just sings walking in memphis and i will tell you he does destroy it he kills it but that's his only song and then he everybody claps for him and then he just sits at the bar and reaps the benefits of being the biggest ba in town i love that i know dude i played golf uh here in LA, uh, I don't know if it was a year or more. I don't remember when this was, but when is we were playing at, at Griffith Park and we were coming up on a tee box and there was a crew filming something at a in the water beside one of the, the greens. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that hole is obviously closed right now because those people get hit with so many amateurs <laughs> hitting golf balls <laughs> right. at them accidentally. So we walked up and I was like, what is going on? And while we're teeing off, because our tee box is still open, literally 10 yards away, we look over. It is Michael Bolton. Shut up. In in the water, shirtless, 
shooting a shot for a music video. So, you know, they're doing playback and yeah, he's mouthing yeah. it while he's in the water. And all I could think was in the video, that water is going to glisten and be beautiful. And little do they know, it's just the shitty water that's beside a golf the yep. hole number 13 yep. at a <laughs> fucking golf course. Dude, Michael Bolton. I saw him once on Beverly Boulevard near Fairfax. He was in a Bentley next to me when we were at a stoplight. And Michael Bolton, Daniel Van Kirk, fun fact. Time, there was a time in my life as a young child where I went to sleep for like enough times to remember it to the tape, the cassette tape of Michael Bolton just singing, Steel bars wrapped all around me. I'm in your prison since the day you found me. I had a Michael Bolton phase. You're not alone in this venture. I think we shared a lot of phases at different parts of It's just something about country. it. Something about him. I know. Uh, okay, okay. We have got to like. We haven't even started this show, and I want to talk that's to a, you. That's how good the show is. This is pre-show. I know. We don't. You know. Here's the thing. We usually do this pre-show, and then we just go. All right, play the theme again. They have th- these. This crowd doesn't want this. I know. But we realize this know. crowd. They know what they want, and they do want this. And right. we know this pre-show is just. Oh, it's buttery cinnamon. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, it's everyone's funny like, you're like, just being shitty radio DJs playing collective song. It's funny because like, you know, Stern has the wrap up show. We we have the wrap, the wrap wrap. Yeah, the pre-wrap. We have the show. shrink wrap show. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, before we go to where we always go, I have to say your show, Robbie, has been out at this point it's out for five, six days. And yes. you every scene with you and Mary Holland, I at <laughs> the time of us recording this, I am halfway through it. When the levels that she goes to when she tells you that she didn't win the contest is <laughs> that has more levels than an Archer Adams painting. Like it, yeah. it is. She's she, great. She starts here, then goes here, then comes back. That, Dude, and the cast. That was one of the things that I. I mean, you know, Comedy Central is changing what they are as a, a place, anyway. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. our show could crush. It could not crush. It really doesn't matter. They're changing kind of their brand, but. Right. Uh, we yeah i i have thought since day one i was just like man how lucky are we to have a cast of just so many talented people where everyone steps into their thing and delivers it was just like it was just like having like it was like having a team where you there was no one on the team that you were afraid to pass the ball to because you know everybody i mean yeah. was ready for the ball and other everyone knew what to do who, when they got it other than the girl who plays karen it is strong oh, she's the worst um, she is the worst but this, i i will say if anyone out there the listeners if you've watched it and uh, i'm sure many of you 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 have just being uh fans of daniel and i you've checked it out at least if you did enjoy it please do me and those cast members the biggest favor by just telling other people to watch it youtube um with YouTube, there is proof of of you know how many people are watching mm-hmm. it and and how it's doing. So, you know, it's a great benefit for us for people to see that and go, oh, I really like this show, and I buy shows, and oh, it looks like a lot of people watch the show. Maybe we should make another season of this or show. Somebody I else think that's say, Maybe I think that's such if, a fantastical yeah. thing, and that's that would be a dream case scenario. But we definitely can't get there unless people help you know uh, uh, spread, the, spread word. the word. Word of mouth is the biggest thing we could possibly and I don't think pe- people underestimate the power they have as being consumers and audiences of oh, absolutely. things that we do spreading like it to everything every time anybody. you put a facebook post or you put up a tweet or you put up an instagram if you tag even just randomly it doesn't even have to make sense in the post you just tag comedy central 
Trust me. Eventually, those people like there's a lot of comedy clubs that have brought comics in because even seven people over the course of the week were like, how come you don't have Rory Scoville here? And then somebody's like, I think we should try and book Rory Scoville. We keep getting hit up about it. So that's exactly that's exactly stuff, right. That stuff does matter. Um, also, the scene with you guys in your room of dreams where you're like, what'd you just say? And she's like, I don't know. I don't remember what I want to talk. I, I'll say things that you said boatload. And then where you call out that moment, you're like, you, I was supposed to say, what'd you say? And then you say back, you say <laughs> you were to gonna me do this again. that I was going <laughs> to, yeah, <laughs> love it, dude. And, and, and in truth was, I, Jordan is phenomenal too. She's so, she just plays that pitch perfect of like, yeah. and you know, for, there were a couple scenes where I thought her son's name was Eben because of the yeah. dialect. And I it wanted E-B-E-N. E-B-E-N. Okay, good. Thank you so yes. much. Because then I thought, oh, maybe it's Evan. Uh, it being Evan is perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that kid yeah. is, uh, that he's kid's going to be, he's going to be something big. He, dude, just the scene when he was shooting, he was like, he's great. Oh, yeah. He just hung around and he had questions about how everything was made. And I was like, dude, you're on the right track. If you, if you already, you're a good actor. And he's in a bunch of stuff. I think he's, uh, doing some, some really big things. But, uh, um, you know, show me productions are in Atlanta, yeah, especially yeah. like in the Marvel world. I think he's doing all that stuff. And he, but, but when he wasn't shooting, he legit hung around and like, was like, what is that? What does that do? Why do you put that there? And I was just like, oh man, you're, yeah. you're on course to have that. You know, I, it comes to mind. I was like, you're on that course to have that Ron Howard life where you're like, oh, you're <laughs> fine as an actor, but you know the system so well. You're like, shit, I'm just going to start making stuff. Right. You, you look at that kid at one point and you're like, hey dude, just, uh. 15, 20 years from now, will you hire me? Because uh, you're going to yeah, be in that I, position. Yeah. Hey, Max, d- d- remember me. Uh, please remember me. I would love to work again. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so people he, should amazing. be watching Robbie if they haven't yet. It is so good, dude. So Watch good. it. Binge it. It's all on Comedy Central's YouTube page. Watch it. Binge it. And if truly, if you do like it and you are really into it, just know it really helps us to you know, just tell anybody you can to to check it out who you think might also like it word of mouth is more powerful than all the other means of spreading mm-hmm. the word about this show it really really is yeah the- and thank you for everyone who has watched it it means a lot to me i'm glad everyone can finally see what we worked uh we worked on for so long and you're great or you really thanks are man great in it. I, there was thank a part you. where i was watching i think you were talking to the parents in episode four where i was like wow one of your best friends can be in something and you can forget it's them. Like, oh, uh, thanks, man. So Thank you. That's a, that to me, that's a, a big compliment uh, because I always, you know, we always get taken out. We're like, well, I know that guy. I know, but I know. You, yeah, you went in and and you were great. And uh, congrats to you and Scott. Uh, thanks, man. And and Mr. King. Okay, should we go where we go? Let's go to the ladder. Yeah, dude. I'm really it. starting to get into my um, let's get ready to rumble. I know. You know? I feel like you're I want to also... try to get the money that guy gets. You're going to get a cease and desist <laughs> from Ryan Tickler and Jay Larson, though, if you keep, if you keep trying to hit them pitches, especially if I try I to touch pitches with you. We're dude, I say we just steal from them. <laughs> they aren't. They, they're not listening to our show, dude. Our no. listeners just—they just gotta—they just gotta not tell them. And I think we'll be fine. We'll stay out of court. I feel. I feel you. <laughs> we stop. We just quarantine. Just makes it. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly. I'm just starting to steal a lot of people's jokes, and I'm just doing those jokes now. I've really changed being in quarantine. 
Don't change. I like you the way you are. <laughs> All right, you want to hear one? I got my letter. Let's do it. You okay. going first? Yeah, I'll go first. Hit it. Dear gentlemen, that works. That I'm not addressing you separately respectful. because I don't remember who I was introduced to first. Hashtag when is what? Why does it matter who you're introduced to first? Just go with what you feel is I right. I think a lot of people use that as their criteria That's to, fine. to what the order should be. But I'll tell you, gentlemen, very respectful. The other day, I was telling my partner about Judgment House, a type of immersive theater, if you will, put on in my hometown every year around Halloween. What is Judgment House? I'll explain by giving a walkthrough of one. You start in a room depicted as a high school basketball game. It's the championship, and the game is tied. Whew, this is, what are we talking about, Robbie? The high school, <laughs> the high school dreamboat shoots a buzzer beater, clinching the win. He walks over to his cheerleader girlfriend and talks about how rip roaring drunk, hashtag RRGT, they are going to get later to celebrate. The lights go down and you enter the next room. A party with several drunk high schoolers, including our basketball player and cheerleader. You also meet some new characters who tout their sobriety and choices to be designated drivers. We hear sirens in the distance and learn that a tornado is coming. Cut to the next scene slash room where the walls are caved in and half the party goers are dead. The scene is brief, but it's ramping up to the meat of it all. You enter a new room that is hot and dark and smells of sulfur. More on that later. It looks like you're in a red <laughs> cave. You, the audience, are separated by a fence, and behind it you see the drunk party goers who died in the tornado. They are screaming and crying as a new character emerges. Yep. You guessed it, a red figure with horns, the devil. He God. breaks the, oh sorry. He breaks the third wall and starts shaking the fence, yelling at the audience, hashtag F2F. Where we're that he yells at the audience that we're Is that the third wall or is that the fourth if it's wall? It's the fourth, but we can address that later. Can I just say the breaking the third wall is now forever gonna be what I say so that people hear it and you're gonna I, learn a I, lot I, about I, the people around you as to why they're not who is going to correct me and that's who the and then I'll know okay you're you can be a team leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks the third wall and starts shaking the fence yelling at the audience going F2F that we are doomed to an eternity in hell. You that leave right. hell and enter a cool room with harps and the sound of a babbling brook. It's the party gates. I'm sorry. It's well, it could be a party. It's the pearly gates where our designated drivers are meeting God and entering heaven. The whole thing, <laughs> designated drivers. Mm-hmm. Dude, ho- I'm sorry. In this context, they're facilitators. And the whole they're enablers. Thank you. The, the whole thing ends in a church where a preacher gives people the opportunity to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Every year, it's a different, cat, different catastrophic event, car crash, the rapture, etc., but the setup is the same. I never really thought about how weird this was until the, until the increased horror on my partner's face as I explained it. What is something you thought was totally normal growing up, only to realize as an adult that it's totally batshit? Your paller, Kim. P.S., that surfer, that solar surfer, I'm good at this. P.S. That sulfur smell apparently was burning hair that they collected from local salons. P.P.S. Please add Seasons Waiting on You by Future Islands to the playlist. 
Absolute great song. Oh, don't even have we get been updating me the playlist? Started. I have no idea. That is a new, 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 no, Noah new, no. Do you know? Question. Have we been updating the playlist? I gotta, I gotta get the login from Aristotle. The Kenny logins. Yeah. Okay. We'll get the Kenny logins and we'll I get mean, that up there. That's do, a great song. Can we hit this up, Rory style? And I don't mean mayonnaise on a meatball sub. I mean, but work backwards. <laughs> Dude, I want one of our merch to just be mayonnaise on a meatball sub, mm-hmm. you know, just nicely dra- illustrated. Yes. In a very bold, bold colors. Sure. Maybe even very like brickish style, you know, where like the mayonnaise is just a long rectangle that's on top of a tan sure. rectangle okay. on sure. the other side is red circles on yes. top of a tan rectangle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Make yeah, it very yeah. like artsy. Yeah, for sure. And with and not even I don't even want it to say pen pals. Whoa. <laughs> just that and it's like clearly artsy mayo on a meatball t- no better phrase than I, and i'm not i'm not talking mayo on a meatball sub style rory no i want to work backwards yeah that's you're right let's do it okay seasons by great song future islands is so fucking good it is that band first of all is phenomenal do you know what's better than that song? Oh, don't that live that live David performance Letterman. of that song. That's the next thing I was going to say. This is why we're yeah. in love, Rory. If you have not <laughs> gone and watched the performance on David Letterman, it is so good that pause da- right now and go do that. David Letterman's response to their performance. I say it every single time. We do a live Largo Dumb People Town performance because we always have a live musician. And this is what David Letterman, he was so blown away by their performance. He walks over to the band, as he's like to do, but he says to them, you can hear it if you listen for it. He says, yeah, yeah, I'll take all of that you got. Yeah. And I'm like, what better compliment can you get? First of all, yeah. could you imagine David Letterman telling you that what you just did, he'll take all of that you got? Like, I would yeah. cry. Yeah, I would cry, but it's yeah. so good. That band it's, is it's so, so good. captivating. It's so vulnerable and it's Seasons so powerful. Change. Yeah, and I've been waiting for you. He, that guy delivers. You get you like, hey, you here's your shot. He was like, I'll hit it. His, I'll drain this. His voice is it. Maybe that'll be my. Let's start a thing, Roar. A band? Oh God, if we could. No, God. everyone needs to pick. What is your first karaoke song when we get our society back? And you, that is the song. You, mine is, I will do, uh, I don't know. I, right now, I will say in the top, I will I will put it in the running is Seasons by Future Islands. But I, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with, for now, until I, until I change it, I'm going to stick with The Drugs Don't Work by The Verve. Not The Verve Pipe. pipe right. <laughs> okay. Um. Here's my question in our, in our, Working backwards, but before, just an overall broad question. Sure. Do you, are you aware of or have had any experience or understanding of what, what this person is talking about? Because yes, I, I, growing up in the South, I, I know they're everywhere, but definitely growing up in the South, I know exactly 100%. what this is. 100%. Yes. Okay. The it's usually, it, a lot of times Illinois. it's about like uh, abortion. Yeah. A lot, yes. a lot yes. of abortion. Your. It's a very, very abortion heavy yes. style. But I want to be very clear. 
while I do not agree with the overall message of this, sure. I deeply respect and am fascinated by the theatrical elements oh, of me? this of this ride that you get on. I hate the flavor. I wish I could take that ride and just go, hey, if you could make this non-religious, I will come every single Halloween. No, I, I will want give you my money. No, give I will me actually, the religion. I might apply to work here. <laughs> <laughs> I want the religion part too. I want it. I want Spring, the yin you know, and the you yang. Sprinkle it in. I want it all. I, I want, want all that. Yeah. I want all you got. And I, I, there you go. And I want to <laughs> lean in on it hard. Like I want to let myself be caught up in the story and be scared. And then I want to let myself consider like redevoting my life to Jesus Christ. And if somebody, by the way, like, this is how voting booths are going to work in November. Um, oh yes, they're going to have to go so through, incredibly. Yeah. And at the end, you'll get to the end, and you have a chance to take Trump's hand and in mm-hmm. and walk with him mm-hmm. on his journey through heaven, yeah. as he is truly God. Trump right. actually is God, right. so you'll have that opportunity to meet. And then you know, Trump it'll will be say, an animatronic like kind of oh, you know right, right. robot. Like Chuck E. Cheese. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall of Presidents type deal. But yes, but and you'll shake his hand and you'll get to kiss his right. ring. Right, right, right. And then the ring he'll of say Christ. like he'll say like and and then when you saw one foot set of footprints, that's when I pushed you in the water. That's what yeah, be, and, and, I and then that was me. That was me continuing to walk because I don't need you, and I've never needed you. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you go, well, you got my vote because that's <laughs> what I think Jesus would have done. Well, technically, I'm still a libertarian, so I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that kind of behavior. Right. Uh, I, I'm not on your side, but I seem to defend a lot of the things you do. But I, I hate. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> um. So okay. Yes, this was a thing. I can't remember the church in Rockford that did it, but they put it on. They put a lot of money into this. And like I said, I would love to go to one of these now, and I will lean hardcore into the horror of it and let myself be caught up and be scared. And I will lean hardcore into the religion. I might start putting up hands and waving them to the heavens. And if somebody says to me, like, hey, go ahead. I just want to say the ultimate bonding experience that you and I could ever have. And this is not a good idea, what I am saying. Okay. But the ultimate bonding experience where we come through on the other side and we feel like two guys that got drafted into Nam and became brothers from another yes, mother yes. over over a period of time yeah. is you and I take mushrooms and go to one of these yes, experiences. I would do it with you. You're going to have to hold my hand. <laughs> and we cry, we freak out. We definitely are hugging pr- mostly the whole time. And then we go back again and we don't do mushrooms, but we bring Corey and we let him just do mushrooms. <laughs> If you're not following Corey Lacosic, uh, you're missing out. From uh, Cute House, from uh, Dress Up Gang on TBS, to the plant from his Instagram, to uh, doing psilocybin and uh, walking around his uh, house. Dude's dude's a funny genius. You got to so check good. that dude out. Actually, it would the second time we should go and not do it, we bring Corey and Jeff Tate. And they just do <laughs> yeah. mushrooms. And we, yeah, are, yes. we help. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but and if somebody says to me, like, well, Daniel, you can't. That's very rude of you to like go down the religious side of it and like get caught up in that. I'd be like, hey, it's the it's the yin and the yang, baby. It's I a ride. I knew that the scary part wasn't real, and I went I went face first in. I'm gonna go face first into the religious part too. 
And then I'm going to come out there and be like, wow, I learned things about myself today. If someone is, there is nothing disrespectful about someone saying, look, we're, we're charging you to get in. You don't have to, this doesn't have to be up your alley. If you're willing to pay the money, you decided go for the whole experience. And you're not just to be very clear. You're not there to, to disrespect the theater of it all. You're an actor yourself. You're not there to throw a wrench in the lines. You are there to give an honest reaction God, I would love we we should go in suits and act like this is theater. This is theater, and we're critics. We write critiques of different judgment houses. We just keep right. Yeah, we, I thought their portrayal of the devil was uh, sl- slapped together. I thought they could have done a little right. bit better. They had me till hell. <laughs> they had like, me till hell showed up. Who gets and- the chain link fence down here? Yeah. Also, I was unclear. Where is the third wall in this particular scenario? Who were the people that were designated to be driven? Because it <laughs> seems to me like they were responsible. Also, why are we giving the de- the look the designated drivers in 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 the context of normal life? Kudos to you. That right. is, that we all agree. That's with why that. you have to go it's to a, heaven. It's an unspoken gratitude. Like thank you. Yeah. But in the context of this story, why is religion like, hey, and you guys, you get to get into heaven because you didn't drink? It's like, that's they still participated mm, in what you believe to be <laughs> wrong. 100%. <laughs> and who sent the tornado, God? Because if he did, why did he kill the designated drivers in the first place? Why didn't they get to continue to just live? Also, I think the so matter, many questions, you'd, you'd and this is be, what would go in our review. This would go in also, our also. The sirens went off. You'd have to be so drunk to not get sobered up by a fucking tornado. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. you'd be like, yeah. Even, I don't care. You you can be you can be blowing a two point four and still be like, I think we got to get in the basement. I, right I think now. we got to get out of here. <laughs> I think we got we got to be getting the movie Twister real quick. Side question: Well, how how big is the set for the basketball scene? That's too. It's comically small. You know it. It is. has to be. It has to be, and that's not even a regulation. And I want hoot. it to be comically small. Oh, I do too. We'll put that. I in the want critique. it to be comically small, or I want to go into a place where, from the exterior, I cannot tell what I'm stepping into. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if it's just a giant wall and a mm-hmm. door and you're like, I can't I can't see over the horizon to know what is on the other side of this. And then you walk through it. And it's just a wall, just a wall. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah. I want to walk through that first door and be like, man, I can't wait. And you go through a hallway and you come out in a fully packed 500 person <laughs> scene <laughs> of an actual basketball oh, game. Now that's commitment. And the level of commitment everyone has to have. No matter if he hits the shot or not, or not. everyone has to act as though he hit the shot. What if he misses? If he misses the shot, do they like reset? What happens if he misses the shot? Is the ref like uh Who wrote that scenario? They could have written any scenario. Is the ref like uh foul? Counts. Like three uh, points redo. <laughs> foul. And he's gotta then he's got to make free throws. Then they go into overtime. They're like, guys, we're we're running. Scene one is just going too long. And then one of the characters decides tonight is not the night their team loses. <laughs> it's the it's the Globetrotters versus the fucking the Washington Senators. whatever they were. Dude. Oh. 
Guys, all right, look, after the first night. Okay, so okay. we got to work on some stuff. The first scene, um, maybe we just make the winning shot a layup. So that's, you know, I think the half court, half court buzzer beater is just tough to pull off every time. Also, wouldn't it be great if you were one of the designated drivers and one night you decided to start drinking in the party scene? <laughs> and, and then they're like, you can't go to heaven now. You you messed this up, Kyle. You screwed. Yeah, you're screwing up Act Three. You are screwing Kyle, up Act Three. We have a certain amount of people that can be by the babbling brook speaker. Yes. Uh, I want to go to one of these so bad. Don't you? So here's the thing: if you're one of the actors in this, right? You are clearly on board with the the ideology of all of this. Yes, 100. percent You get so into it. You that cry. You get way into a, the hell part. As someone who put on a suit to leave my house to go meet my friend Daniel, to have a nice Italian meal where we probably had some cocktails, yes. then we had an Italian meal, we're we had some this. nice wine at dinner, oh, yes. we probably, if we're not doing mushrooms, we are definitely getting high in yes. some form. Yes. yes. When I get to this production, make no mistake, something I am looking for as a critique, critic, as uh-huh. a as a famously known critic of judgment houses yes i want to know how believable is the drunken behavior by people who i'm certain have never been drunk (laughs) very strong i am looking to that form of acting well you're talking that is going in my critique you're talking to someone who had to do that (laughs) we did a thing at rths do you remember what it stands for rochelle transit authority Chicago, no, Scoville, Rochelle, Township, Inter- Township, High School. Okay, high so, school. Ah, fuck. So we did a thing at the end of the year where, like, they set up this whole like car accident scene on the football field, and like the co- and like the whole school sat in the stands and would watch like this. It was like right Wait, before. Did you prom. tell me this? I have we know. talked about this? I Keep no going. Idea. Keep going. This is like freaking me. I don't out. think I have. And so then, it's like that letter we thought we had read already. And so then, like, it's the aftermath of a car crash and there are dead students everywhere and like then like the cops pull up and drive onto the track you know because they have the access for the ambulance during the football game and so they drive up onto the track and then they interview one survivor about what happened and that survivor is obviously drunk and then a helicopter comes in and they meddle like 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 take somebody away who was in a thing Guess. This is a this is real production. Oh yeah, guess who the person? This is who Michael. Michael Bay directed this at your high yeah, school. Yeah, 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 dude. He's a he's a he's a charter member, like a donation person. So um, <laughs> he's alumni. So we uh we they would interview me, and I had to pretend to be drunk and talk to them about like what happened. I was like I don't know. And dude, I was like 15, 16. I I had not had enough experience to know like what <laughs> drunk. I mean, I think I'd been drunk maybe once in my and life. And this is a football game. So you got a healthy no, amount No, it's a football of- field. This oh, is okay. just during the day. This is like 11:30 I want to in believe the morning. this was like during halftime. And I was like, wow, I really respect Rochelle. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. This is like 11:30 in the morning and there was like a delay, you know, between like you talking and then it going out over the oh, speakers course, yeah. in the football stadium. And so yeah. I was trying to not listen to the delay and just talk to the police officer. And man, if someone taped that, oh, oh, I would love to see that. If somebody taped that. And I'm sure if somebody, somebody tapes did. that, you have to put that on YouTube and say that this is your new acting reel. <laughs> <laughs> I would. 
God, um, I I I remember these, and they they still exist, obviously. But I remember in high school and college knowing about these like religious haunted houses. I had a joke in my John Oliver set on Comedy Central once that was like, uh, I went to one of these uh, pro life haunted houses the other day, church, um, which I always thought was a really fun. Well, fun bit, you know, but yeah. if you're religious, you're that's going to bite a little too a much. Little, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I remember these, and I, I can't remember. I truly cannot remember if I ever went to one of these because I was a member of a Catholic church, and and a lot of people in the South are religious, and Christianity is a big, sure. uh, big thing. There, it's a big part of it. A lot of people's identity. I truly cannot remember if I ever found myself at one of these. I feel like I have flashes of scenes in my mind i know me too. but i don't know if i created those by knowing what i think these look like or if they're actual ones because i haven't really been to too many haunted houses oh, i was i was a very anti-haunted house person growing up i did yeah, not I get go. freaked out I, I went to disneyland when i was like five and a half or six and was terrified of the haunted mansion i mean of course i cried the entire time of course um and so then i pretty much stayed away from my entire life and then i went to a haunted house they do one on the lake like there's this building that does like theater in the summer and then in halloween they they turn it into a haunted house it's on the lake at like Belmont and Lakeshore Drive in Chicago. And and that is one of the only times I went to a haunted house that really scared the shit out of me. They had these like <laughs> yeah. they had these like 15 foot figures up against a wall and they would just their arms would just come like straight out and you walked by and I was like, "Oh, yeah, those look kind of creepy, I guess." And then all of a sudden one of them started walking towards me yeah, because one no, of them was a you. person and the other yeah. three were fake. And that scared the shit out of me, but it really was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, uh, I also did. I did the Queen Mary thing here, where I stayed the night at the Queen Mary and went yeah. through their whole like where you walk through the hull and like the bowels of the ship, and then you walk past that. There's that pool like inside the ship, like two or three levels down. There's a swimming pool where like three kids drowned one day, Jesus. Um, like back when it was an operating ship and stuff like that. And it also like operated during World War II. So, you know, they, they say it's super haunted, but also uh, I can't even handle that right now. I did that too. But uh, we, Rory, when we, whether it's this Halloween or next Halloween, let's go to a judgment house. I am in. Oh, I'm man. in. I love but also, we, we We are wearing... Yes. We are wearing suits. 100%. And and whatever you're feeling, you have to play it at a 10. Yeah, dude, I'm leaning in hard. We're doing this. So hard. Kim, I love this letter. I this love is, your suggestion. This is the next... Uh, <laughs> going to a judgment house is our next... Uh, <laughs> Texas. This is our this is our next adventure yeah. out into the world. And That's you know, been. after we go to our first one or two, so many comics are going to want to come with us. Addicted, for, we're know, addicted yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, also, maybe we find Jesus, and then this everything takes a different. And then our lives our life. change completely. Yeah, completely. completely. It's worth it's worth looking for him. It's worth looking for him. <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, it is. I, before we get out of here, I will also say I love this. And Kim, she alluded to it. The idea of 
telling someone like you're dating about like how you used to live your life, especially in a religious way and watching their like face turn white. Yeah. Be like, me- what the fuck are you talking <laughs> Dude, about? Dude, Cause I was very religious. I was very, I went to a church where they spoke in tongues for a while. I did yeah. the, like, yeah. hands and it seems so normal to you. Yes, dude. A lot of things about going to church, even like a Catholic church, people grow up in those places. People grow up in Scientology. People grow up in Christianity, whatever different you right. know ideologies that people have, they, you grow into it, so you don't see it as uh, as genuinely kind of bizarre. Oh, but dude! Make no mistake, if you can step outside of it and quit having the uh, fear in your soul that you need these things to have a connection with anything higher, if you can step outside of it and look back in, you can see that. It's it's strange behavior. It's strange group oh, mind behavior. And some of it gets so normalized. I even love when Catholics are like, "Yeah, we don't get into all of that like knocking people out by waving the pastor's coat in front of their face or snakes." And I love that because what they're so normalized to even Catholicism is, as I always point out to them, I'm like, "You do understand that in Catholicism, you are told to straight up believe that every Eucharist." That wafer and that wine becomes the blood and body of Jesus Christ once it hits your mouth. You are not eating like no yeast bread and wine. You are literally drinking blood and flesh. That is a but miracle the, that the priest performs every also, single mass. <laughs> yeah. Prayers, uh, you know, pr- saying prayers together and singing together, while that seems like so peaceful and normal, if you really step back Chanting? and watch, if you watch the group do it together... Yeah. That's not really different than what people are doing in all group mind settings of like right. uh, either other religions or cultish behavior. Like that, right. that's what people do, and they say a thing. And I don't, I don't know. I always just love the idea of one person being like, "All right, guys, I read the Bible. Here's what, <laughs> here's what's going on, and you need to listen." And everyone's like, "I love the amount of people that pretend to understand the sermon or pretend pretend to understand I know. passages from the uh, the bible and pretend to understand that thematically there is a there are all these stories really you put them together and they make sense and they they teach you lessons it's like all right well if right. you want to learn lessons from you know ad and bc and the, you know <laughs> right. far yeah, back yeah. bc and early on ad and you think that's going to teach you where you're at now that's that's one thing but you could also just you know, open your heart, your eyes, and your mind and find that naturally you just learn those same lessons. Right. Or just read a Max Lucado book. Or as Robbie would say to Karen, no one's even read the whole Bible. No one. I have. Um, This was a great letter. Uh, I agree. Thank you so much, Kim. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll do another one. But sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk. And Rory Van Kirk. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girl Strip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life, so there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? 
Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. All right, we are back. Before we jump into the very next letter. Nice. Rory, let's talk about what we saw, dude. Remember, we saw, we both of us saw on Instagram some pen pal donuts <coughs> that were sent to a paller uh, by some other your soul. Dude, the giraffe one. I liked the I liked the one that was just said 91506 on it. Um, Such a good one. Such yeah, a good classic that's a, that's one. That was a nice cut. That was a nice cut. Uh, so cool to all the pallers that put that together. Whose birthday was that for, Noah? It was for Jen's birthday. Cool. That's enough mic use for you. So that was Jen's birthday. That's dope, dude. I like that they did that. <laughs> Where'd you go, Rory? We're doing video here and I can't see you right now. You're paused, but can I hear you? You can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I did a replug in. I thought I was getting that glitchy sound, so I just tried to fix it real fast. Oh, okay. That's all right. And now um, I see you again. I, uh, I I love that. Seeing those donuts warmed my soul. Just knowing that we've connected we've people, people enough that they are helping put positivity. Like you know, we talked about last week. They put some positive in the col- in the positive column uh, for somebody else yeah. because of meeting through this show. It's a nice feeling, yeah. and I love it. It's nice, nice yeah. that people uh, do that with each other, and I love that it's. In many ways, just un- unrelated to us getting on here and chatting. It's just peop- the right people that found each other. It's great. Like you and me. Um, let me grab you know. one here. Grab a letter. All right, dude. Um, let's, see, let's see where it takes us. This one is called Life During COVID in a Red State Working at Meat Processing Facility. Okay. All right. I'm having some... Am I, is my audio good? Yeah, you're good, dude. All you right. also have like a really nice Hello, sepia fellas. tone. Oh. Hello, fellas. I hope this email finds you well and in good health. I wanted to write my first letter to the podcast about something interesting, funny, or cool, but instead I am writing today to talk about the coronavirus. Okay. Very, very topical. I work, <clears throat> I work at Tyson Foods in Dakota City, Nebraska. We have been deemed by the president and the Republican governors in this area as essential workers and vital to the economy. This past week, as cases of COVID are tearing through packing plants all throughout Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota, the propaganda has even turned into, quote, 
Our work and continuing operations are so vital that any sort of shutdown would cause civil unrest, end quote. At my plant, there have, uh, there have been production interruptions, not because the company has taken the stance of employee safety over money, but because so many people are positive, awaiting results, or quarantined because of possible exposure that it has become almost impossible to continue operations. I am lucky. I, at this moment, show no symptoms and continue coming to work. I am the on-site complex controls engineer and have a private office and am able to isolate myself. Today, the New York Times listed the Sioux City metro area as the number one probable next hotspot in America. The plan is located in Dakota City, Nebraska, but Sioux City is the larger city that is located just across the state border in Iowa. Sioux City metro is actually made of three states and towns in those states. Our plant is huge, around 4,300 workers, and it is believed that at least 500 employees are positive. I say believed because the Tyson stance here and at some other beef locations has been to not release the number of employees infected, but instead to lie about how proactive they have been when in truth they have only been and continue to this day to only be reactive. The way we have been able to guess at the numbers in the facility is based on our friends and coworkers testing positive and the numbers being reported by the country, the county uh, health departments. Dakota and Woodbury counties, where the vast majority of employees live, had a combined 18 confirmed cases on April 11th. Today, the 24th, it is up to 582. So just to um, say that again, but we can all do the math, but in one day shy of, of two weeks, the confirmed cases went from 18 to 582. So mm-hmm. if you are in the camp of uh, wanting to get back out into the world, as make no mistake, we all are, but wanting to get back out in the world because you don't think this thing is serious, just know that in under two weeks, it went from 18 confirmed to 582. That's, that's a lot. That's rapid movement, including one death, a Tyson employee named Raimundo Corral, uh, uh, Amrando Corral. Tyson was forced to admit he worked here only because his widow did an interview with the local paper. Sioux City is a small community, and Tyson is the largest employer in the area and practically controls the media, so nobody is pushing them on this. Their statements in the press are making me sick, and it has me so pissed off. They can't stop thanking themselves and complimenting themselves on how great they have done. Sounds like bigger administrations as well. (laughs) So many of us employees have taken to social media pleading that the press do something that someone pleading that the press do something that someone does something but i feel like it won't ever happen we don't want tyson to shut down forever just long enough to make this a safe environment and we want transparency if they are doing such a good job why so much goddamn secrecy anyway i just realized how long this is and apologize for that but i ain't deleting shit uh what is the press in la or in your area been reporting about the no stay at home order states, and or the outbreaks at packing plants. If you were in my position, how much would you weigh having a very well-paying job that you want to keep versus making public comments, criticizing your employer, speaking to the media, etc., putting your future employment at risk? Thanks for all you both do and for making new content for all of us during these times. Sincerely, X. 
P.S. I added some links below to news articles about the situation here in case you wanted to know more. And uh, we'll figure out a way to uh, get those up in some way where you can click on them. I know Instagram's not necessarily great. Uh, maybe the great at that, but uh, the I understand man. why you want to be remain anonymous and good for you. It's you're in a you're in a real tough spot. Yeah, I would agree. Um, there's no question. It is a hugely fucked up situation, and it is a it it is by its own nature. It is a fucked up situation on its own. But make no mistake, I don't care who you are, and I don't care what you believe i've i i'm old enough and i've been involved in enough group <laughs> activities to know piss poor leadership when i see it and i don't give a fuck if you're republican i don't give a fuck if you're democrat i don't care what you are bad leadership is bad leadership and i i feel like we see it across the board in this country all the goddamn time and if you can't understand that sometimes bad leadership can lead to unemployment for people. And that's sad enough, but bad leadership in cases of lies and, uh, and just lack of knowledge and lack of uh, transparency can actually lead to death for a lot of people and death and destruction of economies can be avoided in my opinion with proper leadership that has an actual plan. And I don't think you get proper leadership unless you have people in charge who actually have compassion and respect uh, for other people. Otherwise their main drive and their main goal will be to retain money and to have money. I don't know how long we all want to live in a world where we continually see time and time again, the people of this country needing financial assistance in the worst possible way and the richest people constantly getting that money that they do not need, right. that they, they do not carry this country. The people of this country carry uh, not only this country, but every citizen of every country carries. It's not these insanely rich people whose focus is not passionate passion towards people and compassion towards people and empathy towards towards people it's piss poor leadership and there is a more uh smaller version of it in a very specific location and that's someone who's saying you can believe whatever you want i'll tell you exactly what i see every day and we can we, we know that we've heard about tyson it's been in the news everybody knows what's going on in terms of oh they're having they're people that are affected sure. and infected in that area and being told, hey, get back to work because the, the economy needs it. Make no mistake, very few people who have power care about your life. I know. I always wonder about that disconnect of people like, like people who like have problems and don't understand that the people they support are causing their problems. Like I'm like, <laughs> and putting those people there. Like, well, I need, I need. It's $500 to be able to pay for this. And be like, yeah, do you understand the person you voted for is against the people who want that to be free? Yes. Like, like oh, I don't want to hear about that right now. Like, yeah, but that's the problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> it starts with information. It starts with people. Like, if you're in Michigan and you're mad, like, do you understand that, like, yes, Trump closed down access you know china which first of all still like forty thousand people were coming going but whatever there was a reporter who kept trying to ask him once like what did you do with that those six weeks that that bought you the answer is nothing well unless you're rudy giuliani you bought two million dollars in stock and hydrochloroquine but like 
What did you do for the people? How did you prepare with those six weeks? So everybody who's like, this is bullshit. I shouldn't have to be stuck in my house. Things shouldn't be like this. I agree with you. They shouldn't be like this, but they are. Do you yeah. understand why they are? Rather but, also, than like, but also understanding why they are and also becoming angry. And as I understand, people would be angry. Agreed. But it is mainly because there is no clear path as to a system that the entire country can get behind. And every time a system comes up, it's immediately changed or it's immediately told no. When 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 the president said, you know, this is this many people may die and uh, we're learning that staying at home is is best. And then you have people in Michigan go and protest and he goes, yes, liberate your states. Don't let them mm-hmm. tell you to stay in your home. It's mm-hmm. like that that sort of conflicting information is incredibly um it's incredibly dangerous and i think a lot of people truly just look at this situation as i'm not on the blue team because i think those people are dumb p- hippie pansies or whatever they think right. i'm on the red team where we meet and we're proud to to look at the flag and we're proud Th- these these images and perceptions of who each other thinks each other is, is not accurate. You have been fed that information. For instance, all of the people in this world who are like, well, no, uh, because gay people were put here by the devil. It's because you haven't taken two seconds to get to know someone who isn't like you, to know how absurd your thinking actually is. You're unwilling to get to know other people because you are willing to let other people tell you what to think. And I, I, to me, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a part of any religion. I used to be. I am not anymore. But if you allow other people to tell you what to think, there is nothing, in my opinion, that is more disrespectful to what you believe created you than your inability to believe what you think the world is. Yeah. And if you can't see that your division of people is, is what, is what they want. In this country, where we're at financially and where we're at politically, there is a revolution on the way and there's a civil war on the way. And for everybody at the top that is doing just fine, if if people figure out that they're on the same team, then they're worried. But they don't have to be worried if they constantly tell you that all of you are different. I remember like a few weeks ago when everybody was saying, like maybe five weeks ago, like we're all in it together. And I just kept being like, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not all in this together. You're in it together with people that are in the same. The people that you're in it together with are the people that go to the same news outlet that you go to. They get the same information. And for the record, I think you're you're a goofy ass if you're getting all your news from Fox News. And I think you're a goofy ass if you're getting all your news from MSNBC. NBC. Yeah, it's irresponsible. I, it's totally. irresponsible. You want to get interesting news, go to like The Guardian UK yeah. and see what other countries report about our country. That's something I learned from David Cross in his first album back in 2002 mm-hmm. or whatever, whenever it was. Was, oh, don't rely on information from the United States because too many companies control those information outlets. For instance, this guy is saying right here, Tyson has stake in the media in that area, why would they ever report against themselves and make themselves look bad? Right. At what point will people stand up and go, I don't care if it hurts. 
I need to know the truth. And there's, there's time. I think there's a lot of people that are like, don't you want to know the truth about Trump? Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know what his taxes look like? Don't you want to know why he has this relationship with Russia? Don't you want to know why he doesn't want you to know those things? Don't you want to know that? Don't you want to know the truth? Or would you rather go, but if I tell myself over and over again, because the news outlets I subscribe to tell me over and over again that I don't need to know those things because the only people that want me to question those things, that's the hippie blue team over there. And the blue team is going, forget red, forget blue. Not all of them. But right. the people in the middle, moderate people, are yeah. going, forget the colors. Don't you just want the truth? Don't you want just someone to tell you the truth? Don't you want a leader who just says, I care? I care. I'm sorry, but it's 75,000. By the time this airs, the death toll won't be 75,000. By the time this airs, the death toll is going to be climbing so close to 100,000 people. Have you once... And I, I want someone on here to be a Republican who says who can answer this question. Have you once seen an interview where genuinely, as a human being with instincts, felt as though the president genuinely cared that that many people have died? It's the thing because you a president about should a president of anything, any human being, should be heartbroken when any amount of people died. But we move on because we all understand that we're going to die. Right. But when there are preventable, senseless deaths, when when that occurs, and 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 you don't see someone break down over that, does that not make you question who in the fuck is this person? Because they're not like me. They're not like me. Right. I know. You That's know? my thing, dude. I always say, you know, you fill out an application when you go to get a job at Foot Locker, right? And they have a first question, like, right, down, you know, what's your name? Whatever. My thing is, like, if you want to run for president, the very first question on the application is, do you care about people? If the answer is no, I haven't even asked you if you want to run Democrat or Republican. If the answer is no, the interview's over. Now, we might get to other questions that rule you out later on. But the first thing is, do you care about people? And there is... N- Donald Trump, I'm going to, this is here. You want my flag? He doesn't fucking care about you. That is it. He might care about some of the things you care about. You might have convinced yourself that he has advanced his interest in things that you care about, like the Second Amendment or whatever other fucking bullshit you've signed yourself up for. But he doesn't care about you. And I don't know if Bernie Sanders is the greatest guy in the world or would have been the greatest president. I don't even, it doesn't even, it's irrelevant to my point. But I bet you, if you ask me to put my money down, Bernie Sanders cares about you. He cares about the betterment of your life. Now, does that mean you agree with him on everything and he might not end up being your guy? Maybe not. But the first question is, do, does this person care? Is, yeah, that's I, it. It, it. I think blows George my W. Mind Bush. People just kind of don't for seem to care. They don't really care. They're like, I don't really care. I just want him to call someone a derogatory term, and I want to go, yeah. Right. And I just, I, all I can think is, how is human? How have human beings who react that way? When you look at like a rally or any kind of like news clip, or you see these guys with guns and masks, do you look at that and genuinely go, "That's the team I'm on." Those guys vote the way I vote, and we want the same freedom. Or do you ever stop to think that what you've been force-fed is this illusion of freedom? 
Because your life is in debt. You are in debt your entire life. Your perception of what life is supposed to be, your perception of what death even is, is given to you your whole life by other people who by, don't actually by know. Houses. They do by judgment houses who don't actually know. You know, right. a great question in one of those judgment houses. As soon as you see the devil, you go, where did you get that depiction? Has anyone here seen the devil to fully, to fully know that that's the devil? Because my, if I had to guess what the devil looks like, I would say the devil looks like whatever human form there is of trying to divide people from loving each other. Agreed. That's what I would assume the devil right. looks like. The devil says, hey, you guys need to realize you're not all on the same team. My buddy Ted, Ted Trimper said it the other day, our country's greatest strength is our diversity. And since you were born, you have been told that that is something to be afraid of. Right. Diversity is something you should be very scared of. Anyone who is not like you, anyone who doesn't have the money that you have, if anyone who is any different than you, that's who you need to worry about. And then for one hour a week, you go into a building and you learn about a guy who loved everyone who wasn't anything like him at all. And right. you, I, I don't know how to how that doesn't mentally shatter everybody, but that conflicting information right there, that was enough for me to go, you know what, maybe I will try mushrooms and, and see if I can talk to God and see if I can maybe get some of the information from the source because I can't get it from... I I'm getting it from from tainted resources now. It's all been co-opted towards a uh, towards a, like a different agenda. It's, it's mind control. It's people creating control by controlling your perception of what you think something is and how you should be afraid. And and right, it's so bizarre to me that right now people are like, ah, you're being told that COVID nineteen is is a virus. It's a lie so that they can control you. And it's like. Your very protest is exactly what that is. Right. I can't, I, anytime I see pictures of people protesting that it's a lie, but wearing masks is, I just want to be like, you don't even understand your own reality. Well, let me no, ask not, you don't have one friend in your life that went, hey, don't wear the mask. It doesn't look great with the sign. It just doesn't match the sign. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I feel like you're kind of hitting a little bit of column A and column B. Uh, before we get out of this, though, Rory, let me ask you, because uh, we were asked by X there. Um, oh, yeah. how do you I don't feel? even know if we've acknowledged any of these questions. We just uh, I feel like this, we kind he opened of up a rant river. Uh, ooh, hashtag rant river. Hashtag um, Rant River. Haven't had a hashtag in a long time. I know that because Shanley will let us know <laughs> that he is waiting to add to that compendium. Um, how do you feel about the leadership in our area? That was a question that was in there. I think that's a great question because also that is per perception. Um, I know that in our area, some businesses are going to start reopening up. I I fully accept and believe that we have to find a system where testing is more available so that we can very slowly start to ease the pressure of there not being an economy. We all understand how this world operates. We all understand that jobs and these things, given the fact that we, cre we as human beings, created a fucked up system of how life is. So because of that, people rely on income and jobs and these whatever this, this reality is that we've all agreed upon. I I would say, and you could show me evidence and I would immediately, I, I'll go with you. But right now, my perception is that the leadership has been compassionate and the leadership has been, hey, 
we have to get testing. And so we're working on getting testing. If you could, if you show me evidence the other way, I'm not like a fucking red state, blue state. I will go great. Oh, that guy, you have proof that that guy who I thought was compassionate is a pile of shit. Well, then I'm with you because I'm not here to, to, I'm not here to care so much about my ego that I have to make sure I elected and care about the right I'm person. I'm more interested I in d- knowing. This is what it is. It, it's more. It's a greater interest in knowledge than it is in being right. Yes, people want to be right. They want to go, but I'm on the red team. Or so they want other costs, people to be wrong. I have to stay team. with this bullshit because otherwise you will have been right. And I need you to have been wrong. So yes. I said that Trump was the guy in fucking 2016. And I can't get off this fucking hill because then you Hillary fucks will have been right. And I can't fucking yeah. let you be right. I hate the vibe of like, here's one thing. I don't care I, that I'm example. right. I didn't want to be right. I would have loved to have been blown away by Trump that I was like, wow, he seemed like such a prick as a candidate. And now he's like the most like bring together fellowship care about people. Like wh- that's fucking amazing. God, I'm so glad I was wrong. I don't need, yes. I don't need to be fucking right. I just need yes. it to be good. Yes. You want to work. I don't want I, Trump I think, to fail. I would love if he had done something in the six fucking weeks he bought himself by by closing down China. I would love it if he didn't fucking cancel the World Health Organization's help and then give it to the, the, the contract to Oscar to just help out the fucking Kushners. I would love it if he didn't accept a million dollars through, his, through his, his hush fund that he paid Stormy Daniels out of that it was given to him by the company that makes hydrochloroquine that he seems to think is the only fucking medication that will help us. I would love it if all these things that seemed fucking nefarious were actually huge, amazing, beautiful choices that he had made. I would love it. Solutions. I would love it. Yes. But where it doesn't seem like that. When the Obamas lit up the White House in various colors, in rainbow fashion, to celebrate the legality that uh, the LGBTQ community could now... uh, get married sure when that when 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 people had the freedom of marriage which is the the almost the dumbest sentence to have to say because it should be so just available but to uh, to actually get the freedom of marriage there are people who are against that and they felt like lighting up the white house was spitting in their face because they couldn't interpret it as a celebration of maybe showing support for people that have been um that, that that have been taunted and have been tortured and have been then lied to and treated differently their entire life. They couldn't see it as a sign of support. They saw it as spitting in my face. And right now when Trump undoes something that Obama does and you just see this side of Republicans, they almost are like, ha ha, ha ha, look, we, we're, we're doing this stuff. And all you do is you look at it, you go, none of these choices are for the betterment of right. Anyone. Right. Where if the Obamas wanted to light up the White House to spit in your face, they could also go, yeah, and well, we also did just actually create genuine freedom for people. We actually did do that. Right. But all you see Trump do is take something away from a group of people and exclude a group of people. And it makes some of those people on the right side so happy. happy. When it happens, because they know that it makes the blue team mad. mad. And I couldn't imagine living my life and having my life story be, no, no in my heart that I'm one of those people, right. that I'm someone who gets happy at your thing being bad for you. There is no there is no thing that will happen in this world that will turn me into that person, because I 
couldn't possibly be further away from the idea of God than to be one of those Not people. Not to trivialize this, Roy, but this is also happens in sports, and people are like, like the Bears will lose, and they'll be like, Packers lost, I'm so happy. The White Sox lost, <laughs> yeah, I'm so exactly. happy. And I'm like, exactly. why? Your team lost, though, too. Yeah, but they lost. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but you don't get a victory by, by someone else losing. Your yeah. team isn't better. Now, yes. some people are like, well, they have a better shot at the playoffs or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe they have a better shot at the playoffs. But they only have that better shot because another team lose, loses, not because they won. Yes. Anyone else's negativity does not make you rise up higher. It yeah. just brings everybody down. Yes. They, you can't step up by putting someone else down. All you're Don't doing be the is, person... Don't be the person who leaves the basketball court with congratulating the winning team. Be the person that congratulates the winning team even when you lose. Right. And Just if, be and the if, person that says... And if your team has to lose every night in that judgment house and you have to shake those hands before you all go to that party and go to hell, that's life. <laughs> X, I know that we went off on a rant. You inspired wow. it, but I, I'm sure you probably feel... A lot of it. I don't. I don't envy what the position that you're in. You are in a very tough position, having a well-paid job. I think there is something in the fact that you are able to be isolated, but I know that you have compassion for the employees of that company that don't have that same safety. And you just wonder where is the leader that's going to step up and go? Here's how we're going to fix things because I care about the employees being healthy. Um, should we tell them though whether or not he should prioritize his job? We never answered that either. I I can't I can't tell I can't you that either. I don't know your for, situation. For my position, I don't know the healthcare that, that someone, job is providing you. I yeah I I can't answer that for you because I'm in the easy position of going absolutely blow the whistle on every motherfucker there and lose your job. That's that's so easy for me because I don't have to lose anything by telling right. you to do that. Right. Your your the fact that you have to weigh these things is is not. It's not easy, um, but I think you have to do with whatever you can live with. And sometimes being able to provide for yourself and your family is very, very important. And sometimes you, your hands are tied because you can't fuck that up. You can't, can't fuck that up. And then other times, you know, I, I, my, my heart goes out to you because that's, this isn't easy, but um, you're, you're doing the right thing by, you know, even just writing a letter to let us hear about it, you know, there is there, every we have a lot of listeners on this show. Those people, some of them might even live in that area. You, this might be an issue that that you may find strength in numbers with those employees. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to to rally people together. I don't know how to re I don't know how to organize and mm -hmm. run a strike. I don't know how to do those things. But I, th I think in the next 10 years, every citizen in this country will, will have a playbook on exactly how a protest needs to go, because I think there's going to be quite a few. I think there's going to be quite a few things that pain that this country has to go through to, to realize how good it actually can be instead of just saying that it's the best. I agree. Well, we gave, hey, we don't say we didn't answer like we didn't care. We definitely <laughs> don't, say, yeah, care. don't say we were, we weren't passionate. Uh, so I was reading all that from someone else's answers of another online questionnaire. Oh, damn. We, I have no feelings on the matter. That was a great reading. Thank um, you. Sincerely, X, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scoble. It wasn't so long ago. Oh, oh, oh.
podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 